Well, in 1814, we took a little trip, along with Colonel Jackson down the mighty Mississippi. We took a little bacon and we took a little beans and we fought the bloody British in the town of New Orleans. We fired our guns and the British kept it coming. There wasn't nigh as many as there were a while before. We fired once more and they began a running down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. Thank you very much, Cliff. See, now you've just broken the ice. We That's get right. going and we start. Welcome to the, the sweat construction has line. already started. The heartbeat no, is up. No, no, come on. It's easy. And I actually, I've been telling people that I've done it once before, but I actually did a little review of all the shows and I was just skimming through it. And there's been more than once I've done it because other people didn't want to do it and they wanted me to join in. I think there's probably about five or six episodes that I've joined in with them singing. Is that right? So I've done my fair share of singing on this show. I had to think of something that wasn't Guns N' Roses. I mean, I do a mean Axel, but I didn't know if it was appropriate. You know, is it Axel 2023 or is it an Axel? <laughs> oh, it isn't this Axel. <laughs> it's the original it's, Axel. It's kind of... <laughs> Everybody oh, can do the new Axel. Oh, it's hard. It's, it's hard, but yeah, you got to listen to the originals, man. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Cliff. We're going to have... Uh, I'm looking forward to this. We're going to talk, obviously, shoes, Red Wing shoes. We're going to talk a lot about you. I mean, you... Okay, so you want to get right out of the gate and just tell people... How many sure. stores there are right now? Where you, what store you're from? So I believe that there's 23 odd stores out west in Alberta and BC. In Ontario, we started opening stores at the beginning of April. Kitchener was first. They beat me by a week, bastards. And that's uh, did you know? Well, was we signed the lease. A, yeah, we signed the lease a year before them. But uh, it turns out, just because it's me, uh, the store property that we were on was like the last property in london since they zoned it in 1965 that didn't have retail zoning it had always been a gym or a bank or something else so we had to get the zoning changed coming out of the pandemic that took forever so we were supposed to open in august of 22 and uh but we didn't get uh zoning changed until the end of january so anyway so that that meant that kitchener squeaked in about 10 days before us so the point is that you both opened but we're here you're here exactly right right? and the more stores the better really why are there so many out west I don't really know. I don't really know why they started out there. I mean, it's a Minnesota brand, so... Um, You're mid? The first one is some... Actually, I was just talking to this with the Mississauga dealer. The first store was some... I, I guess it's still there. Uh, some, like, small-town BC store. And then that guy owns four stores now. Two of them in Vancouver, I think. So they just grew it. Yeah, they just... I don't know, maybe just the brand recognition or something. I don't know. Something's working out West and now it's, it's starting yeah. to work here, yeah. which is about time that it's here, which is great. Yeah. So we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about stores, but I want to do a real quick shout out to uh, Builders and Brews. I'm wearing their tea. Funny enough, they're from out West or in Alberta there, Cal- Calgary. Yeah, Calgary. Uh, so thanks so much for that tea. Shout out to Abby from PS It's Clean. They clean it all, residential, commercial, and construction cleaning in the GTA Canada. They can be reached at 905-897-3664. Check them out on IG at PS It's Clean. Unleash your voice on the Construction Life podcast community. Are you passionate about the world of construction, trades, and all things building related? The Construction Life podcast wants to hear from you. Leave us a review, share your thoughts, insights, and experiences on your favorite podcast channel. Your review fuels our mission to create engaging and informative content for the construction community. 
Your feedback is a mortar that holds our podcast together. So share your thoughts, rate us, and let the construction community know why the Construction Life is your go-to podcast. Visit our website and check out the over 400 tradespeople and construction professionals listed on our site. Check out www.theconstructionlife.com for additional content, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and valuable resources. Dive deeper into the construction world with articles, guest profiles, and more. Follow us on social at TCL underscore The Construction Life. Subscribe to our video channels on YouTube and Rumble. Check out our link tree and find exclusive discounts for listeners. The link is in the IG bio. Join the conversation on Facebook, the Construction Life community. Um, and then I want to let everybody know that we got Cliff Spooner here from Red Wing Shoes. Um, London Store. London Store. London right. Store, right? So you've got the main website, which is www.redwingshoes.com, but then your website is www.stores with an S dot redwingshoes.com forward slash London dash on that's right that's your website to get a hold of you and then your email i guess there's two but there's your own personal email you want to share no which is, no <laughs> we're not sharing that one but the store's email is going to be rwss495 at redwingshoes.com that's right. uh, and you guys can find them on ig which is uh our wait sorry so it's rwss london that's under ig right and then also on facebook under the red shoe uh red wing shoe banner london that's, that's right, right. That's it. Okay, now I got all that out of there. That's good. Okay, good. I got it all there. All right. Give me a little bit of history. I know off mic you were telling me a little bit about how old the, the business is. I love that it's still, technically speaking, mom and pop. Well, yeah. I mean, I think uh, last I heard they were a billion-dollar company now. but um, Still big mom and pop. Yeah. So, But it is it is definitely a, you know, a family-owned business. Um, I had a chance to go down there before we opened the store and see their head office and the plant and the tannery. Impressive. And it's, yeah. And it, it's really something to behold. I mean, we joked on the way on the flight back that we don't know what they're going to do in five years. Cause everybody that's working there is kind of in their sixties, been there for 40 years. Oh, wow. They're, they're hand sewing the stitching on the side of the boots. You know, I'm watching them do this. I'm thinking to myself, if I tried to do that, I'd sew my thumbs together or something, but they, tear through them super fast. They're using really old-fashioned uh, sewing machines. Uh, I can't remember the brand of sewing machines, but it's like a Singer or something. And mm-hmm. with the stamp, you know, made in whatever, 1901 or something, triple-stitch sewing machines. And they have a, a team of engineers that are employed solely to keep these things running because it's they're long gone. Like, there's no spare parts or anything. They have to machine everything when they when they replace it. So it's really, it's really old school. There's... To my recollection, there was one piece of real technology in the plant, and that was when you take it to hide, you uh, you know, cow will get a bug bite or a scratch yeah. or whatever, yeah. and a guy throws it up on this light curtain and circles any defects, and then the computer figures out how to cut the optimal size and shape of the hide. Based on those little defects. Based on those little light circles that he's put on the on the hide. But beyond that, it's... It's pretty old fashioned. Did you ask why they didn't, I guess, innovate? What I th- works? I think, keep it. yeah, I think it's uh, go with what works. I think there's a, there's a certain amount of um, brand loyalty, the little differences between one boot and the next boot, especially on the heritage line, which is their kind of their fashion line now. Um, I'm told that out west, where it's, a, you know, it's a big, it's a big, uh, there are a lot of aficionados out west. If you've got, five not size nine Irish uh, iron rangers in the back room they'll some of those guys will ask you to take them all out of the box and they'll choose the one that they want because they're all just slightly different and uh, i don't know if that's why it comes from yeah i mean it's uh 
yeah, there's a there's a lot of loyalty there for the the brand. And a lot of the styles that they have now in the in the fashion brand go back to like the 30s. And so, why did you get into this? Because I mean, you didn't start in retail. No, no, no. I uh, I was in logistics and transportation for the better part of 30 years, and um, and a friend of mine and I both worked for the same company, and uh, and we both left within a couple of weeks of each other. I took a job here in Toronto at uh, Cisco Foods, running okay. the Cisco Foods warehouse. Yeah. And he opened a Red Wing store in Lethbridge, Alberta. And um, and as he was going through the process of opening the store, talking to the banks, talking to the talking to Red Wing, working out his initial order, working with the real estate agent, all this kind of stuff, I was, you know, we would talk daily or every other day. It just became more and more intriguing to me what he was doing. And, uh, and I'm sure a lot of your viewers audience can relate to wanting to go out on their own. Yeah. So, you know, some of, some people do it right away cause that's what they're brought up with. And some people learn to get a job and, and it becomes a little bit of a mystery how to start a business. And I was kind of in that second category. So as I was watching him go through the process, it became simpler and simpler to me. And then, uh, it so happened that my wife and I took a trip to Banff. And, uh, and he had either just opened or was just about to open. I think he had just opened. And we, so we stopped by a, a Red Wing shoe store in South Calgary. We did the, the foot scan. We got a, uh, I bought myself my first pair of Iron Rangers. And when I went back to Ontario, he sent, I'd just taken this job at Cisco. So he sent me a pair of their work shoes and the insole that the machine recommended. And uh, within a couple of weeks, I, was you know swapping the insole over between all my shoes and I wasn't wearing anything other than my work shoes everywhere because they were so comfortable and that's when I really thought okay this is a brand that There's we can sell yeah. yeah and there was nothing in Ontario at that point it was a totally virgin market so I thought this this is going to sell and that was at the beginning of the pandemic no I was right that was a I think he opened in 20 oh let me think I think he opened in 21 fall of 21 okay. and I think we did the BAMP trip, I think, that winter. So kind of in that end of 21 range. And then you got in and then your store officially opened. Right. So then I went through the... It just so happens the country manager for Red Wing lives in London, Ontario. So he hooked yeah. me up with uh, a consultant that hooked me up with Red Wing. And then we had a couple of meetings. And, and uh, you know, I had an operations background. And they like that kind of thing. Um, inventory management and all that kind of stuff. So, it, you know, it just took off from there. We found a site. My son and I actually drove around London one day and found a site called David in London and said, we think we got a site and it worked out and there we are. And how's it been so far just getting the new store up and running and people? It's been really great. Like yeah. I've really enjoyed it uh, way more than getting up and going to work in the morning <laughs> for somebody else. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I've had a lot to learn. Neither my son, who's 24, Daniel, uh, neither he nor I had any retail experience and you know, I owned a pair of Vans and a pair of gym shoes when we got into the business. So we didn't know much about shoes, really. He had a pair of Jordans and whatever, a pair of flip-flops. Um, not so much anymore. Now our whole house smells like a leather factory. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a lot of learning about how to, you know, guess what inventory to bring in, how much you should bring in. You know, a lot of learning on how to deal with customers, um, you know, all the stuff that you would expect. But also... Uh, I think the, the most valuable lessons that we've learned is, you know, I worked in transportation and warehousing. I kind of understood what the needs were of drivers, delivery drivers, and just, 
long haul drivers and whatever. Warehousemen, I kind of understood that because I had done procurement for those, the PPE for those folks. Eight hour, for ten years. hour shift. And yeah. But when the concrete guy came in or the framer came in, uh, it took us two or three months to kind of know. Oh, iron worker, you want that, you know, framer, you want that welder, you'll want that sort of thing. So that's been interesting. What are the interesting things that, I mean, I want to speak specifically about tradespeople mm-hmm. because obviously if they know who you are and they know of you, because I'm pretty sure that there's a big segment of the, the tradespeople community across Canada, yep. probably in the U S they know about Red Wing, yeah. right? So when they walk in, what's the main reason why they're walking in and looking for your, that parachute? Well, the two most common comments are, I've been wearing these for years, uh, years, uh, but I've had to travel to get them. Uh, or my dad wears them. Or my boss wears them, and he saw you had a store and sent me here. So before we opened the store, the real question was, how much brand recognition would there be? Is this going to be like a slow simmer, or is there going to be a massive pent-up demand? And it's, it's not been like that, right? No, it was, yeah. it was a massive pent-up demand yeah. early on. Um, there is some seasonality to it. So, you know, April and May was really busy. And then um, June started to kind of taper off. July was sort of dead. But as we got into late August, September, the dealers told me, weather turns, guys have got holes in their boots, they start to leak water. All, so you'll pray for rainy days. That's kind They're of the a, most stubborn yeah. individuals. Yeah. Just accept it. Let just the, wear them. To, and you know what yeah. else is strange is that, that we seem to get a lot of sales once the layoffs come, which we, seems counterintuitive. But when the city lays off for the year, like the road, they get ready for the next season. They go buy boots. So I don't know if it's because they have time. Uh, I've never really asked, but it, it seems to be a phenomenon. I mean, the thing is that I've I've seen it on the shows talking to so many people that you got a, a certain segment of tradespeople that will not spend the money for a good pair of whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Or even a good Could pair be. of pants, a good pair of like a jacket. They're things that will make you comfortable as a human being on a job site. The ex- extras, I find, can be that way. Uh, the boots, it's a pretty easy sell. And everybody I see, most of the people I see, I mean, you get the, a small percentage of people that Googled work boots near me and they end up in my store. Most of them are coming there specifically because either they've got they've heard the reputation or somebody has sent them or they've been wearing them for years. And those guys recognize that, like, you know, your mattress and your work boots, basically, right? Like, if you can be comfortable in those two things, you're pretty set. Um, it's the other things that they're not aware of that, like, the, of course, we're happy to sell them. But the truth is um, the insole, the socks, again, you're, if you're on your feet, 12 hours a day, like 30 bucks for a pair of socks sounds like a lot, but if your feet aren't sweaty so and stinky it. when you get home so worth and it. they feel great in your boots. They're breathing your feet. Yeah, they're exactly. not all sweaty. Wicking the moisture away from your feet. It's like all these little things. There, there, yeah. was, there was things that I used to do. I used to have two pairs. I'd always switch them up at lunch. Yeah. Because your foot got so used to it from the very beginning, and then all of a sudden you yep. switch it up, and you'd have like a fresh start again. Yeah, it's kind of true. I used to do, I used to play rep football, and I used to do the same. Thing. I used to take a shower at halftime. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to promote and say go buy two pair of, of Red Wing shoes here. I'm just saying that it's going to make your feet that much yeah, happier. Yeah. So when you're working on the job site, you're going to feel that much better. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the, and the stock. I mean, it's the same for every boot, but the 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 uh, the, the footbed that comes in a boot is a cushion. Sometimes they sh- they're shaped like insoles, but they're not in. They don't, don't provide any support. 
So they get hot. You've been walking them in all day. They start to, you know, they're made out of rubber. So they start to get a little bit more pliable. You're, a lot of guys step heavy on their heels. Their feet start getting sore. Their knees start getting sore. Their hips getting sore. We don't upsell insoles. We love selling them, but we don't upsell. I told my son and my staff early on, we do not want to be the, do you want fries with that guy? Yeah. So what we do is we put an insole in one and we don't put one in the other when they're trying on a pair of boots. And when they let, we just let them walk around. And I think at last count, it was like 75% of the people that come into the store buy the insole. The insole. And, uh, and we laugh because we almost feel guilty about the fact that about half of them a week later come back in and buy a second pair, which is exactly what happened with me. My buddy sent me the insoles and the shoes from out west. You start moving them from shoe to shoe because they're so comfortable. You get fed up of it. Now I'm calling them going, can you send me another set of those insoles? How so expensive can- are they? About 75, 80 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Most of but. the, most, and the, tr- and so coming out of industry, I asked, can you, exp- like, can you put these through your benefits? And the answer was never asked. So I called my contacts at some of the bigger um, benefits yeah. companies, Sun Life, Banyolife, Green Shield, Blue Cross, and said, is there any reason why you couldn't submit these as an orthotic? And one of the companies said, well, we need a doctor's note, but otherwise, yes. So then we started. So when did you get your medical license? Well, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Just write the script and just give it. I don't want to be examining feet either. (laughs) uh, But uh, I've seen plenty of them in the first six months. (laughs) Every shape and size and defect. It's amazing. But okay, so what makes their shoe? What's so specific about it that people love about it? Okay, so. First I one, know they have how many how many pairs are there? Like there's so many. Oh, I don't know off the top of my head. I would if I had to guess, I'd say there's probably fifty mm-hmm. CSA styles, something okay. like that. Um, heritage, I would say that there's probably forty ish heritage styles, and uh, and the Irish Center Irish Center hunting boots. There's probably thirty styles or something like that. What are the four that you have right here right now? Okay, so from left. My left to right, uh, the Super Soul 2.0. I think it's been around for a couple of decades. Uh, what makes it special is the sole. That's the name. Um, it's got uh, like a two-layered sole. It looks like it's going to wear out really fast. It really doesn't. Most people, they're replacing the sole because it's falling off before the sole actually wears out. And you should replace the sole. And you can. Yeah. They're all resolable. All the leather boots that Red Wings... Virtually all the leather boots that Red Wing sells are resolable. And we have a cobbler in town that, like, every Red Wing store has a certified cobbler that they can send those shoes to for repair. Um, So, unbelievably comfortable on concrete. It's pretty good all around, but on concrete in particular, it's just. Slip? It's fantastic. Red Wing prides itself on all their boots have great slip resistance. But the, the walking around on concrete, when I was in training in Minnesota, they encourage us to try on all the different boots just to get a feel for different the differences in how they fit, right? And uh, so they make Super Soles their biggest seller. They they sell in every version: eight inch, six inch, slip on, waterproof, not waterproof, insulated, not wa- insulated, black, brown, like everything. Um, I've got a pair in my garage right now. I wear to ride my motorcycle on because they're soft toes. They're not safety toes. They're so comfortable to walk around on pavement. I wore them to Sturgis. They're fantastic. And then I got the six inch, of course. Um, the wing shooter for those iron workers, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school, but for those iron workers that will wear a safety toe, <laughs> the wing shooter is kind of the go to boot. Yeah. They go, if they come in 
they'll go to a, this boot, the 875 in the work version. If they come in the front door and they go look for the shoe, I know right away they're an iron worker. <laughs> like it's like iron worker. Uh, and if they, if they're a little younger iron worker, then they'll probably go for they're this one because it's actually CSA approved. Yeah. Um, this one has been around since the dawn of time. I think, I think it was originally called the, the, the red wing Irish setter until they changed the name in 2007 or something. Um, but they have a, they have the flat, flatter sole. Yeah. This one's totally flat. This one's a little bit because something there's a standard on that. That's why. Yeah. Right? So it probably has a shield on it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, and these are the most popular shoes combined that we sell. This is the Iron Ranger. It was developed in the 30s for iron miners. It is. It has the original safety toe. It's a piece of hard leather over the front. They're all triple stitched. Um, this one has the heel shield, the, the toe shield. Um, speed hooks was a sort of innovative thing at that point. And, uh, and it's just become a, a fantastically popular boot for... But that one doesn't come CSA. No, no, it's just a fashion boot now. Um, I've had a couple of people buy them for work. Hey, architects and builders, do you want to stand out from your competition? Fraser Wood Siding has your back. Fraser Wood Siding is a leader in pre-finished wood siding. They manufacture beautiful pre-finished wood siding using only the highest quality PEFC certified Canadian softwood. Fraser Wood Siding is available in 17 profiles and unlimited colors, supplied by the global leader in paints, Sherwin-Williams. Whether your design taste is classic, contemporary, conservative, or bold, they've got you covered. They'll gladly match the color of any paint manufacturer and send you a sample on an actual piece of Fraser Wood Siding in just a few days. Visit their website, www.fraserwoodsiding.com, and reach out about your upcoming projects to benefit from their industry-leading lead times. Fraser Wood Siding, get inspired. Uh, that's their business. <laughs> but they would get worn in nicely, and they would get some nice creases in there, but I don't think they would last or survive a long time uh, on the job site. They're pretty durable. So the one thing about Red Wing boots is that they're all made, so the, the, the leather's all raised in Nebraska. They only use steer hides because it's thicker than, and tougher than cow hides. Um, and so I have a pair. The pair that I bought in Banff was this. I actually bought the wrong size, it turns out. But So now I wear them to kick around the store. And I'm not hard on them. Like, I'm not on a construction site, but I'm kicking ladders and boxes and whatever else around. Uh, wear them through the wet grass and that kind of stuff. And I could shine them up and put them back on the shelf, and they'd look pretty good after a couple of years. So so that's kind of like a smattering. Those are the most well-known uh most well-known shoes that Red Wing sells, I think. And then they've got some innovative stuff that's come out. They've got a new one called the Max Bond, which is a, a synthetic fiber with a, you know what I mean when I say a boa system? Yeah, the boa, cl- uh, the boa tie, yeah. yeah so I'm, so I'm noticing a lot of the trade boots that are coming out on the market. They're finally coming out with the boa. I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah. I totally, I, I, I like it. Yeah. Because it's easy to put on, easy to take out. Yeah, and a lot of guys that are going in and out of houses love it. Um, but we have one called the Max Bond. It's a synthetic material, so it doesn't dry out. So guys that are working in concrete Lafarge plants and this kind of stuff, they love it because you know it's it, you know, hose it off at the end of the night and they don't have to work with conditions. Has weather. that launched already? They already have it. Yeah, out? it's about uh, in Canada. It's maybe a month old or something like that. We just started getting them. Been, we're usually about a year behind the U.S. on all these because, from what I understand, to certify a boot ASTM, you basically take a boot style. They approve it. You go into production. With the CSA, every size, every width has it to be It takes individual. a generation. 
So they basically I know. run production and then introduce it. CSA. It, I mean, I guess it's a good and a bad thing because yeah. they're they're testing it thoroughly. But I just I picture the guy holding the jelly donut while he's doing the training or the testing, and and then it takes a little while. And to I get don't it pretend done. to be a product development. Guy I don't. I don't know, but I just I understand it should be faster. They put but. a Kevlar sleeve on the bottom of it so it's puncture resistant to the bottom and that's csa which makes a lot of basically. sense i know that on the phone when we were talking cliff you were mentioning that you guys offer the feature of someone coming in and digitally scanning your foot yeah so the other thing about red wing shoes is that we offer multiple widths in every size which is massive massive yeah because listen i've got wide feet i'm basically one step away from that monkey that's kind of arching yeah. in on the Duck scale feet. of evolution yeah. right so i know a lot of contractors a lot of trades people are like that we have wide feet yeah that's how we're just designed and you know what's funny is the number of again coming out of not retail or footwear the number of guys including my son who come in and say i'm a 12 and then you scan them and they're a 10 and a half triple wide but they've been shoving their foot in a 12 because they can't get their foot in a 10 and a so half. So what have they been squeezing the foot and then it's been moving forward to fit the 12? Is that what's well, been going just, on? Their foot is too wide to get into a 10 and a half standard. So they just go up to 11. So they 11 go as far, as wide as triple oh. wide or even wider? Uh, quadruple. So they have... Quadruple wide. Depending on the style. So the way the styles work out is a D is standard. E, double E, triple E, and then H. Um... So, like, Super Soul comes in D, E, Triple E. Uh, Burnside, for example, comes in D, Double E, and H. So, there's, there's some overlap there. So, when you see certain trades come in and, I guess, short and stocky, there's a good chance that maybe that person... It is so random. Okay. Does get, it, like, does a short, feet stocky just guy different. with, yeah. like, skis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've had guys come in. We had a, one guy come in. He looked like a pretty athletic like basketball player six foot five he had size 15 a's it's like okay we don't we don't sell that that's not a thing <laughs> but uh but for the most part so the, yeah so the volumetric scanner it's made by a company called volumental takes a 3d image of your foot both All, feet you're doing both yep feet because everybody's right left they're different oh it's rare to get somebody with the same size feet um and all of the volume data is in every boot. So every boot that has a different last has slightly different volume features. So maybe it's long and wide enough, but this particular boot's not tall enough for the bridge of your foot, for example, mm. right? And so we have a scanner. It takes about three minutes. You stand on the scanner. It takes 4,000 images of your feet in about five seconds. Then you walk across um, a pad that uh, measures your gait. Are you hard on your heels? Are you hard on your toes? Or is your arch flexing properly? Um, and then it's, you know, you've got all the boots in the system and you can look up every boot and it'll say, okay, this one looks like it'll work well because you've got, you know, a wide heel and it's a slip on boot and this one will fit your foot well, or this one's going to, your heels thin and this boot has a wide heel so that you might get some slippage in there, beware sort of thing. And we'll sell them. Like that's a good starting point for sure. It really helps us get an idea for especially width um but uh but people wear their boots differently too so you get the guy that comes in he's got his like me i crank my boots right up to the top all the time we get a lot of guys that buy an eight inch boot and they only tie it up the first four holes i always leave the last one yeah so that's going to be slightly different mm -hmm. uh, a lot of guys that like drive machinery or in and out of machinery they'll do that they'll leave the last couple of speed hooks open so that the boot will pivot on their foot or whatever makes sense so it's it's totally preference 
uh, we do get the odd guy that, you know, you measure them and he comes out, you know, uh, a 10 and a half. So you get him a 10 and a half wide or whatever. And he's like too tight, too tight, too tight. And you end up selling, selling him at 12. Uh, but, you know, after the scan, they're one in a hundred sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then tell you how about how bad the scanner is. But you can see the guys that could jump off the counter and land in his boots. So they're obviously too big. But but each to his own. Right? Do they just want to like mostly, I guess, tradespeople, they just want to swim in their boot. They just want to have it really comfortable. It's, it's very, very um, personal. Like they all have a different preference. Um, some guys will say, I can feel a seam. Because they have really sensitive foot or something, I don't know. But nobody else has ever seen. mentioned. I've never. So, okay. Or, or um, we had a guy in the other day that had a, his two big toes like were like curved in, so he was like a eleven, and he ended up leaving in a fourteen because the only way he could fit the toe is yeah, fit his toe in there was to get him <laughs> like a long wide boot. But I guess the, is there more concern if you've got a wider foot that. Um, you're going to wear out the sides of the boot or are they designed? Not really. They design it that way, right? Because they're actual full grain leather. Um, when I fit myself now, having done it for seven or eight months, uh, in the heritage boots, uh, you know, obviously I don't fit myself for work boots very often, but with the leather boots in general, I would say I would, I would tend to go down in size and let the leather stretch around my feet, especially guys like iron workers and stuff, because then... If they get a shoe that's too wide to begin with, and then the leather softens, now it's a little sloppy on their feet. And if they need good feel in their feet for stability, then. But yeah, some guy like especially machine operators and truck drivers will generally wear a looser foot. You can see as soon as they walk in, and we started looking because guys will come in, they'll like the idea of a slip-on, but if they walk in the store and they've got their laces cranked, you know right away they're going to try it and hate it. But yeah, you let them try it. You can just predict, yeah, you're not going to like slip-ons because I mean, I feel snug. From my short amount of medical history, I guess, so to speak, if you're having physical problems, when I talk about like physical problems, it's like I hear tradespeople talk about my knees are sore, my lower back are sore, uh, is sore, my back, shoulders are sore, whatever. It all stems from the shoes. Yeah. Like I try to explain to A them. Lot I was it. going, listen, you're not wearing the, <clears throat> the right footwear. Or you're wearing it incorrectly. You might even be wearing the wrong size or what yeah. have you. So it's amazing that Red Wing has this wide range to fit almost every Neanderthal out there that it will fit it in there perfectly. It's interesting to me, too, in hindsight, is working in warehousing. And I see the number of people that we see, that even guys will come in and they'll say, I've been wearing these things for 12 years. I, I just need a 24, 12 in size 10 and a half. And I'll say to them, well, tell you what, why don't we take the five minutes and scan you and have a look, right? And is there a no, cost clip? No, it's, it's part of it. It's all part of it, and um, it's just it's just it's just fitting the foot like you would yeah. the old fashioned way. Yeah. But uh, I think to myself, that in warehousing, I assume it's the same on construction sites. The number one cause of injuries was slips, slips, trips, and falls. Hundred percent. Well, if you put if I take my six year old and I put him in a shoe that's a size too big and tell him to run down the street, he's going to do all three. Guarantee of those. he's going to go for a flip, right? <laughs> yeah. And you wonder how many of these guys that have size 10 and a half wide feet are in 12s and then trip at work or whatever, right? Or misjudge something and whatever. So, yeah, I think it's a, I think there's some real value in getting it fitted properly. Plus, like I said, you're going to, it's going to be more comfortable. When you got an active occupation, I, I see sometimes the forklift operators when they drive around when I go to suppliers and pick up material. And they've got that one lace that's just up, just that mm -hmm. one ring is all it is. And then they're just having that 
hard click and you can yep. see that they're swimming in the boots but they figure i'm sitting in a in a forklift for the whole day yeah. i'm like yeah but occasionally you got to pop out and i've seen it before where they they'll almost trip yeah it's almost like you're watching a car crash about to happen yeah, yeah. when all you got to do is just lace it up properly and have the proper footwear at that and point, maybe right? that guy has a wide foot and instead of getting a wide boot he's got a wildly too long boot so you know it's just it, he looks like he's swimming in it because it's not it doesn't fit what about the argument of cost because i that's another argument in construction it's like i don't want to spend that much money which i don't first of all think that this is a lot of money for that saving grace of your knees your lower back. i don't think so i think people realize that there's something to having the right footwear mm-hmm. to your body cause and effect yeah so cost i don't know i don't have the statistics at the uh, my fingertips all i can say is that that was going into the business i was told it was a premium brand it was expensive some people are uncomfortable with the price um so i went into the shoe factory one day to pick up some birkenstock sadly red wing does not sell sandals <laughs> i'm begging them to sell sandals and cowboy boots but they don't they don't so if i had a nickel for every person that asked me for sandals they're always going in really oh they want that's all they want i've told the red wing guys and listen every dealer is a product development guy everybody everybody knows what's going to sell right are you giving them sketches no but uh but <laughs> we had step. easy 50 people over the summer Asking. say do you guys sell sandals and no do you have a stack leather like go to the bar if cowboy boot no so it makes me sad but um that's for another show um yeah so i go to shoe factory i go to work authority whatever just to kind of spy and it seems like every work boot's 350 bucks now like you're not it's you a standard get an entire and get 150 dollars nobody now. does that you'll get some stores now they're they're doing i guess the knockoffs yeah and just for being a little cheaper yeah but there's a reason why it's a little cheaper and there's a reason why it's a knockoff yeah right it yeah. doesn't have what you actually need in your footwear it's not resolvable so cobblers charge 150 200 bucks to resolve them i've had a couple of guys come in with a 14 versus a 12 which is you know insulated versus not insulated and i'll say to them well you know if you've got a 14 get the 12 it's insulated and go spend 200 bucks and get this one resold now you've got two seasons worth of boots um so that's an option uh so anyways back to the cost thing so if the average one is 325 350 an hour average you guys are not a premium 400 it's not you guys are out of reach i mean yeah. we do have a 490 dollar boot uh, new buck leather, uh, leather, uh, vibram, deep uh, lug sole. There's a reason why it's expensive. Blah, 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 right? Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic yeah. boot if you want to spend five. And some guys, it's a, there's a strange, you probably know this, there's a strange keeping up with the Joneses thing going on on work sites with safety wear, right? So, uh, and most of our clients that come in, not all of them, but a lot of them come in and they're wearing a, Bass Pro hat and a Carhartt shirt, and they're coming in to buy a premium product. So, another fifty bucks for a pair of shoes that's got a reputation, uh, and then you get like the Oil Sands guys. They'll grab a pair before they head back out west. Like yeah. they're just like addicts. Like they just that's all they wear is the Super Soul. Like, but also long if you take care of your foot. Like I'm, listen, I've got footwear because I've got a great relationship with a cobbler, and I've got footwear that's probably from the late 80s early 90s yeah there's a reason why i still have it because it yeah. fits me comfortably and it's yours now it's mine right so yeah. that's that's just done all you got to do is resole that's maybe. the beauty of leather boots is they become they fit your feet right yeah so 
And yeah, they've grown with you. You can get them repaired and they last longer because they're full grain. A lot of, again, I'm not a product development guy, but I've heard that there's techniques where they take a piece of leather and they swell it and then they shave it and they get two pieces of leather out of it. And then they bond it with something else. And then that's what you get. Um, But this is right off of the steer's back. It's, you can see how thick that leather is. It's It's like, it's invincible punch a hole in it like virtually and and you're gonna have to do some serious working to wear it in yeah and we get a lot of comments again i don't know the competition that well because i wasn't a footwear professional before but we do get comp uh, comments about you know what i'm wearing is a great boot it's really comfortable i like it it's four or five months and i gotta replace it so we will get like the lighter duty um, electricians and plumbers, uh, they'll get four or five years out of it. Um, the con- heavy construction guys are getting a full year or more out of it. Um, we also, like for the boots that don't have the, the rubber toe cap on the end, we can tough toe the, we'll put a product called tough toe on the end, which is like an enamel that protects the toe from wearing through. So Renway has a whole kind of accessory, like yeah. additional things that you can do. Yeah, and... We'll help you take care of them, so you can come in every couple of months. We'll put leather cream on them and replace the laces and put. But them are are them. are the guys like that? Are they religious about that? Realizing that not so much for us yet because we're a new store. But my the friend that opened a year prior to me, he's getting Friday. Them. He gets a lot of guys come in and drop off their boots, and they're all picking them up Sunday afternoon. So or buy the two pairs, wear them half days. Or they buy them two pairs. And one one needs to go down. You get it serviced and then in our first week we had a giant guy had size 15 feet and he had four pairs of super soles i guess because he found a pair that fit and that was that you live by it so he dropped off two to go to the cobbler to get resold he wanted to see how that worked out he had another pair in his garage so i guess he had three uh he had another pair in the garage he was waiting to see how the first two worked out and he bought a pair while he was in the store. What so was I the mean, time period that he was waiting? He was uh, his one pair were stamped 2016, so he had a pair that were I don't know what the other two were, but one of the pairs was a 2016. So he'd had it for seven years. Wow. Yeah. But okay, I want to get into a little bit of the warranty. So if something does fail, so the Red Wing branded boots have a full year manufacturing warranty, which covers um, waterproofing stitching like whatever soles coming away glues coming off the whatever that's a no-brainer um normal wear and tear uh normal wear and tear there's uh so we have a comfort guarantee for a month so you can buy a boot from us for whatever reason it's fitted wrong you just don't like the way the eight inches rubbing on your ankle or whatever no questions asked you can just drop by and get a refund or an exchange i was always curious what do you guys do with that boot when it gets, uh, it gets donated. Oh. So um, our rep here in Ontario, he's from, I think he's from Stony Creek, I think. Okay. And uh, he collects all the returns, and um, and he donates them to some charity that I don't know the name of that sends them to Africa. That's so nice. So that they don't, so that people aren't fishing them out of the garbage and trying to return them for warranty. But, uh, it, you know, so anyway, so they all, they all get reused sort of thing. We've become, and, and we've gotten much, much better uh, in the first seven months. Um, so when we first started the store, we were probably getting upwards of 10% returns. And in October... For, for we comfort like, reasons? 
Mostly, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, there wasn't a lot of defects. Were they swapping it out for a different style? Most of them were exchanges. Okay. Um, many new Red Wing customers, I think, too. So they were sometimes... They were not used to leather, the way leather, real leather reacts on your foot. So they would insist on getting a, f- a boot that was uh, comfortable out of the box. And they're pretty comfortable out of the box, but we encourage them to get them just a little bit snug around the, the balls of your feet because they will stretch and soften yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they would be too big or uh, they would try a new style and it didn't quite work for them. So, and we were new at it, right? Like trying to understand, you know, we knew out of a textbook how you're supposed to fit the guy's foot, but we couldn't, we weren't picking up on the cues as much. Now we're like well under 3%. Like it's, it's not common. And I would say at this point. Are you a homeowner who's looking to add value to your home, improve your curb appeal and stand out from your neighbors? Fraser Wood Siding is a leader in pre-finished wood siding, manufacturing beautiful pre-finished wood siding using high quality Canadian softwood. Do you have a specific color that you love? No problem. Fraser Wood Siding can match that color and send it to you to review in the comfort of your own home on an actual piece of Fraser Wood Siding. With their 17 profiles and industry-leading warranty, Fraser Wood Siding has you covered. Visit their website, www.fraserwoodsiding.com and check out their products online. You can even request a sample directly from the website. Simply click the request a sample link and fill in your information and your sample will arrive in just a few days. Razor Wood Siding, get inspired. Um, yeah, I would say it's at best 50-50. Like we don't, and the defects, we're so fast and loose with the warranties that we, we call a lot of things defects that are the questionable. Mm, could be abuse, could be Yeah, that's what defect, I'm just trying, especially if you got trace people on a certain job site, certain things happen. Well, that's so where I was going with the warranty, right? Like, I guess you have. the odd guy that wants to like buy a boot and then get his receipt and then turn it back in and collect cash sort of thing so. it's not costco <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I mean like i guess you can just educate different trades people that and what they do they're on the job site like if you're yeah. if you're constantly bombarding it with concrete or something like yeah, that yeah. all kinds of that, or glues added like adhesives or anything like that just be aware of it and just wipe yeah. it clean and try to keep it maintain yeah, yeah. it and then when you start seeing it fall apart or there's a chance of it falling apart bring it in and get a tune-up on it so to speak right well a lot of them too have uh, the boots that they had had toe caps on them and you can see that there's somewhere on the toe cap it's hard to judge whether or not they're actually beating the end of their shoe up so we'll tell them like you don't have to get the tough toe done today uh if you're not sure but if you start to see wear in the toe and bring it to us as soon as you can and we'll armor that thing up. But you're also asking them what exactly do you do for a living? Exactly. Like they kind of gauge of the where scanner actually we'll ask anyway. But the scanner uh has like a bunch of filters in it. So it will start with, you know, um uh, do you work outside? Um primarily what kind of work do you do? And there's like a list of farming, factory, plumbing, electrician, whatever that kind of stuff. And then uh, and that will narrow the narrow the, the what, what boots it's recommending like i said after seven months we're we've kind of got an idea of what everybody's going to want truck drivers going to want this electricians going to want that N- not like i don't see many painters getting boots to begin with but if paint was to would would paint paint wouldn't do anything to not the quality leather but no. there is a yeah well there's another boot that we have that has like a a more uh, smoother finish, almost almost like this. 
That's a CSA. So it'd be easier to clean white. A little easier to clean, yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to think of different trays. And these ones actually, the super soles that are brown apparently have some chemical in the tanning agent that's uh, ammonia resistant, so it's good for farms. And the black ones have some kind of bloodborne pathogen thing in it. So I'm not sure exactly who in a hospital needs eight-inch safety boots, but in Canada. Well, they've obviously they had a request for it at some point in in the hundred plus years yeah, that they've know. been doing Maybe it. Also, so, farmers, I don't know. Yeah, that's what it is, right? But I, I'm I'm just trying to think of what else for for the trades people that they're thinking about. They should be getting into a proper footwear. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it has to do, the sole makes a big difference. Like, what are you doing? Like, are you working on like roofers, for example, will like the flat sole. Um, the, the unfortunate thing with the roofers, climbing, they go are, for comfort and they'll usually go more for running shoes and not realizing that if they get a proper yeah. work boot and it's comfortable on their foot, they can work better on a steeped floor, uh, roof yeah. or even work in hot, hot roofs, right? Weight. Too. Yeah. Like we have a, a style called uh, Exolite and it's like if, if a super sole is four and a half pounds a pair, they're like three. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you put is them on it, your feet, it feels enormously different. Yeah, I think gone are the days of that clunky. Uh, I mean, without me, like Kodiak, you know that classic '80s rock Dakotas, and roll guy yeah. in high school, that Kodiak yeah, walking, yeah. dump, 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 yeah. dump, like that. That's done. That's funny, eh? Back in the, I remember that when I was a kid, that it was cool to wear work boots to school. <laughs> yeah, then I think they converted over to the Timberlands or whatever. That's and like that, a that's like a microcosm of our society where. The used to be cool. It used to be cool to wear work boots to school, and now you wear Birkins, uh, you wear Birkenstocks with socks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> I don't think any high schoolers are wearing work boots nowadays. No, probably not. Well, they are if they're on the job site. And most of them have uh, most of them have uh, composite toes now. The shoes are actually aluminum, but the most of the work boots are composite toes now. Only the super soles and a few other, very few other styles have steel toes anymore. And now, what about um, weather? Obviously, this is Canada. Yeah, Minnesota gets really extreme weather too. Yes. But I mean, like, how how cold can we get that we start uh, looking at problems if it, if there's any problems at all? Like, you're getting as low as what minus thirty or something. Yeah, I mean, the four hundred gram. So the twenty four fourteen is the non insulated version of the twenty four twelve, which has four hundred grams of insulation in it. Okay, our hunting boots. We have one hunting boot that's a thousand grams, which is an extreme. Elk, it's called Elk it's Tracker. Sauna. Yeah, it's 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 comfortable, but it's it's a lot of insulation. Most of them are kind of in the two hundred to six hundred range, so I feel like four hundred grams, especially if you're wearing a decent sock, is going to be a lot. And it's a waterproof Gore-Tex lined boot, so you're not going your feet aren't going to get wet. And again, if you get the if you don't if you get wool socks. That's wicking the moisture away from your feet. It's going to make yeah, a big difference you're going to too. Be toasty. I mean, I've had boots before where they're designed for a certain temperature and they were way too warm. Yeah. Way, and then now that starts pushing you on the other extreme of the of the gauge, where it's like it's way too warm and now it's uncomfortable because it's way too warm. You know, it's interesting to me though is that uh, so I twenty four twelve twenty four fourteen thing is top of mind because of the change in weather for me and because this is our first season through the cold spell. And uh, I was curious to find out how many guys would actually want an insulated boot because most guys are getting one boot allowance, so they want to buy an insulated boot for the whole year. And as it's turned out since the beginning of October, 
we've sold almost exactly the same number of insulated boots as non-insulated boots, which I wouldn't have predicted. I kind of thought we wouldn't sell a lot of From separate insulated. people or the same person buying two boots or no? No, I mean like they're buying one or the other. I think if you're getting a nice pair of socks and then you're getting an all-year well, boot. what I heard in the summer was, of course you weren't selling insulated boots in the summer. So, no. But people would say, uh, yeah, I'll just wear a sock. I was like, yeah, that seems reasonable, right? Do you really want an insulated boot in July? Probably not. And if you're getting one boot allowance and you don't want to spend any extra money on your feet, then that makes sense. But then we got to October and like within two pairs, they were, we were selling exact. And the other thing that's interesting, and I don't know if this is just because of what was out in the market before at st- like Mr. Safety Shoe. Yeah. Because they would carry a couple of Red Wing brand styles. Dover Duds had some. Uh, Work Authority had a couple of pairs. Um, I don't know if maybe that's what they were ordering. And so that's what got into the market because a lot of the guys that are coming in that have been wearing them for a long time, get the insulated ones. They've always been, and some of them, many of them didn't even know they were insulated. I find the, just me personally, because I don't get it. I don't, I never get cold. Right. So it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. I just need a comfortable boot. I've never really had to work. Like I did a bit of, um, no plowing and stuff like that. But I mean, noticed. I've been in the extreme weather where you're outside, but if you're wearing the right, if you're wearing the right gear, yeah. footwear, pants, and jacket, layers, yeah, and you're you're staying at a constant yeah. temperature, yeah. you'll you'll be very very comfortable. And now you got nothing to complain about. Yeah. But I guess certain guys they want to find something to complain about. So maybe yeah, that's the reason. I was why. just really surprised to see that there was that much parity between the two styles. In fact, I wasn't even carrying the same amount of inventory of both because I thought non-insulated ones are going to wildly outsell the insulated ones but i was wrong they're selling almost neck and neck so so in your eyes i guess what's the hardest trade putting the most durability on boots what's the trade that's putting the least amount of durability on boots and what is the longevity that you're seeing on those two extremes roofers uh like hvac guys the guys that spend a lot of time on the roof on uh, asphalt singles not so much roofers as such, but guys but that people are, that work on work the roof, working, yeah, working on the roof. They go through the soles pretty quickly, so they, um, they're, you know, on a on a wing shooter sort of thing. I'm seeing the soles last in six months ish. Like I'm just starting to see the guys that bought in April start turning up and saying, "You're seeing the whole sole?" No, just it's mostly the heel, the like heel, right, right here, it starts yeah, to wear which down is a little lot. bit. Yeah, right? of course. Um, honestly. Of the red wing boots, like the regular heeled boots, I haven't even really seen a, the same guys coming back yet. That's only been seven months. So the other dealers Thinking in the country... Thinking warm, eh? It's like uh, summer, and yeah. then you get the asphalt. Yeah. You would, kind of, yeah. I would have thought... Like, I mean, I've seen a couple come back that are pretty banged up, but I haven't seen a lot. Uh, the miner, like the guys are going up. There seems to be a lot of guys going up to work on new mines up north right now. Uh, gold, they're building gold mines and stuff like, and from all trades, like millwrights, like everything, and uh, and I've had a couple of those guys come back, and their boots are pretty banged up, but they're not, they're not ruined. They just need to be conditioned and new laces and that kind of stuff. That's where the maintenance comes in, where you got to yeah. take a look at it and just the yeah, guys that are climbing the poles, like okay. the linemen, um, yeah, they can be they they wear the middle of the sole out pretty quickly. Um, just the position of their foot yeah. and when they're going yeah it's that funny makes sense the rest of the the rest of the boot looks brand new and then right there and it's not even worn through or anything it's but you know they'll bring them in just to get the leather condition and when i'm working on the boot i can see you can see what this guy does for a living 
But I, mean, I guess I, it's mostly stress on the soles. Yeah. That's what you're saying. That's mo- yeah. The, I mean, the... What about concrete guys and then having concrete pour on it? Or asphalt, those, asphalt guys? Most of the uh, guys work. that have been doing it for a while know to take care of the leather. Like, they've figured that out for some time. So they're washing them off at the end of the day. And they're, they've... Everybody's got a thing of mink oil. So I've never, before I got in this business, I didn't, I'd never even heard the term mink oil. Never. But everybody seems to have a vat of mink oil at home. <laughs> so, uh, or uh, Dubbin, which I, to this day, I don't know what Dubbin is. And it just protects it a oh, bit. Yeah, I guess it's a leather protector. It just protects it, it yeah. more, right? So basically it, it, it won't let any materials penetrate it. Yeah. yeah. It just keeps the, it keeps the leather moist so it doesn't crack. Some guys, I did have one guy that was like wildly overdoing it and he actually rotted the, the stitching out of it. Like he rotted the stitching around the base of the boot out. You could see like the, the He was, was just, like what is wet. it, dunking it or something uh, in there? He must have been doing it like every day after work. Like seriously, it must have been every day after work because the leather was like wet with and slippery. <laughs> was, Wouldn't that eventually, I guess, pen? We, we gave him another pair of boots and said, listen. <laughs> Don't put so much. Not so much. <laughs> but he was, uh, yeah, he was convinced he needed to do it regularly but i mean i i always encourage every trade is and i i joke about the painters but um because they're always wearing crocs right crocs and shark pants and but, sneakers and sneakers yeah that's what they're so they think that's comfort but they don't realize that you walking around the job site up and down ladders construction stairs yeah. up and down scaffolds and then you're on all kinds of little situations that if you're wearing the right footwear yeah, you're gonna have a much better day yeah, yeah. simple as that for sure i think the insole especially the insoles for those guys like I'm an insole actually at this point. I've got them in. What are you looking for when you're considering an insole? Uh, well, the scanner gives us a pretty good. Which idea. one to go with? Yeah, so it measures uh, a bunch of things. It measures like arch height, arch flex, um, whether or not you're hard on your heel or hard on your toe. It actually measures. Um, I forgot the term off the top of my head, but like every boot will sort of bend in one spot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, on the old. Uh, I think it's called Braddock device. There was actually a, a slider on the side that nobody ever used, not on me anyway. And it, you're supposed to put that beside the ball of your foot, and that tells you where your arch actually, like where your foot actually bends. Bends. And so my son is a perfect example. He's a ten and a half wearing a twelve shoe because he's a double wide, and uh, but his arch flexes as if his foot is a twelve. So it's oh. actually as important to get that right as it is to get the length of the shoe right. Otherwise, I mean, you start hearing about guys that are 40, 50 years old. They got plantar fasciitis and Achilles tendonitis and everything else, right? And I'm not saying cause and effect either way, but it will measure that as well. And then it will recommend both a shoe size based on a pair of shoes. So it might say you're a 12D in this, but in the burner XP, you're a 12 and a half double wide. yeah. Or this one's insulated, so you should go a half or a width bigger. Um, and then it will tell, we've got, I think, um, seven off-the-shelf insoles in four different sizes. And uh, and it will usually recommend two of those. And then it will either recommend, we have a custom moldable one, which is uh, like you put it in your oven for five minutes, heat it up in it and then put it in your boot and okay. molds to your foot. Or um, with that machine, uh, Superfeet, you can actually send the scan to Superfeet, and they'll 3D print you your own insole. It's more expensive, but it's uh, made out of carbon fiber. Like it's got a carbon fiber base, and it's made for your foot sort of thing. 
we have not sold very many of those. It's almost unnecessary. Just most of the time, as soon as you put the recommended insole in the shoe and don't say anything, just let them walk around the store, they'll say, this is the one you put the insole in, isn't it? Damn, that's different. Then and you can it. see guys thinking, I want to spend another 80 bucks, but they, they struggle. The they struggle not to. I know, but it's just like, do you want to be comfortable? Do you want to have pain? It's every damn day. You I think plantar fatigitis, whatever it's called, yeah. it's just everyone's always trying to figure out how to solve that yeah. problem. And I'm like, there's there's ways of figuring it out. Yeah. Other than the medical steroid surgery, all those solutions, right? Yeah. What do you guys, what does Red Wing uh, recommend for flat feet? Because there's a lot of guys and girls in construction that have flat feet. Yeah, it's a, that's, again, the insole is as insole. much as we can do. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, it's hard to it's hard not to try and upsell people. Just because, you know, on a foot by foot, like in a, when you're selling a good boot like we are, there's enough margin that we don't have to sell you the footbed to make money. Um, but I, I, hand on heart, have these things in my motocross boots, my golf shoes, my sneakers. Like I've become an absolute addict because I have Achilles tendonitis. If I don't wear an insole for a day, the next morning I can already feel it starting to tighten up again. And within a couple of days, it'll be really sore. And uh, so... The, Is that from the riding? I don't know what... I, I, honestly, I think I played football until I was 33. Mm. And I think I was a running back. And I think just the hard cuts probably just... Probably. Wrecked my ankles. But anyways... Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, the Heritage boots have a... Come a little close. <laughs> the Heritage boots have a, a leather um, insole on a cork welt. And they will, as you break them in, they'll mold themselves to your feet. So with the heritage boots, I don't find I need them, nor is there even really space in most of them to put an insole in. But on the on all of my other shoes, including my motocross boots, which, you know, when I go to the track in the morning, I put them on for first practice. I loosen them off while I'm waiting for the first race. I wait four hours until the second race. But you're, you know, you're running around watching other people's races and stuff. The next day, my, my ankles will be sore if I'm not wearing the insoles in my motocross boots. So it's like... It's so hard mean. not yeah. to try and convince people that seriously you want to buy the insoles without coming off like, do you want fries? Do you want a large drink? Do you want a shake? Like, but, you know what I mean? But, but I've never seen anybody wear a pair of Red Wing where, um, you know, you have like that step foot, that one guy or girl that's walking and they've almost worn that boot or shoe out to the point where the whole shoe is moving to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for the sole. So they're almost living cantilevered mm-hmm. over the sole. Yep. Or right. vice versa. You see the sole totally worn out like here. Yeah. And the rest like of the Like what's going on there with their, is that just the way they walk? Well, or I that walk th- like that. If I walk on the scanner, because it gives you a 3D image, it's actually pretty cool. So you'll see it. You can see as they're walking that like, it's almost like they're a, putting an the infrared pressure. thing. Yeah. Like it looks like that. Uh, it's not infrared, but it looks like it's infrared. And you can see them walking like that. And I'm, that's physical. Like that, I can't fix that. All I can fix is that when they get to the point where they're putting weight on their Contact, foot, yeah. it's just pounds per square inch, right? Like if you're walking on your heels, it's whatever it is, four inches and 200 pounds. And if you spread that weight across the entire foot, you've got all that extra. And it's massively different the number of square inches that you're talking about. So that makes a ton of difference in terms of fatigue. And my issue would be, I can walk all day long, but I can't stand for some reason. If I stand in one spot for a long time, my back starts to seize up. My son's the other way around. He's he's fine to stand, but if he starts walking, then the backs of his knees start to hurt. He's only 24. Uh, the whole younger generation the, is fine to stand. Yeah. But the, <laughs> but the, uh, the insoles of, like, he was wearing Jordans. 
and he's his Jordans have are sitting beside They've the all patio worn. door. Yeah, with the f- back all folded down because he's slipping them on to go out for a smoke. He's just destroyed them, and he never wears them anymore. He wears leather boots. He's twenty four years old. And he wears nothing but leather boots all the time because he's seen the comfort attached. He just thinks they're way more comfortable. That's all that is, right? They're also free. <laughs> Ish. The decision process in selecting your siding and colors can be challenging, which is why Fraser Wood Siding is here to make the process as simple as possible. Their beautiful pre-finished wood siding is made using high-quality PEFC certified Canadian softwood, and it's available in 17 profiles in unlimited colors. Supplied by the global leader in paints, Sean Williams. With distribution all over Canada, USA, and Europe, Fraser Wood Siding can help you achieve your desired look no matter the style. Visit their website, www.fraserwoodsiding.com, and check out their products online. You can even request a sample directly from the website. Simply click the Request a Sample link and fill in your information, and your sample will arrive in just a few days. Fraser Wood Siding, get inspired. Um, I, so are there any interesting colors that Red Wing has, or...? Yeah, it's I mean, the go-to ones, right? Like, yeah. So I've got I've got these ones in that color, which I use my kick around the store shoes. Although that is by far the most popular color. They sell a matching belt. They've got that. They got probably six different styles that are in. It's called Copper Rough and Tough. This is called Oro Legacy. Yeah, because that was the original color. Um, but I have like uh, the other the other thing they do is they'll have a that's rough, a nice color. Yeah, rough out. This is my second pair because I bought a first pair and then rode it on my motorcycle and got clutch rubber all over the top of it. So now they're. But that's character. Yeah, so the cobbler dyed them gray for me. But uh, this is actually, they flipped the hide inside out. So that's not suede. You could rub that with a piece of sandpaper all the way to a hole and it would look the same. It wouldn't smooth out. It's actually a nice But I really like, I really like them. They're not actually our biggest seller. I'm not sure that the lighting for the shelf really does them a lot of justice. Hang on, come closer. But they're fantastic. (laughs) I really like those. And then there's some... You know, well, they're reminiscent of the classic uh, tan-colored construction yeah. boot, right? Yeah. yeah. Is what they're kind of like. Yeah. And there's some there's some more... Kind of, there's a bunch of styles that are coming back. So during the pandemic, when um, you know Minnesota shut down for months, so uh, Red Wing got way behind on production and demand was huge. That must so, have been a weird feeling, yeah? Well, I wasn't... I didn't live through it. I got right on the end of it. So I was in, you know... Uh, I was like probably one of the first stores that avoided it, like new stores. Uh, my buddy in Lethbridge, you know, he had like six styles to sell for two years because <laughs> wow. they were only making two styles because that's all they could but afford. But just the factory, the manufacturing process, just yeah. a ghost town there, huh? Well, yeah, and I understand that a bunch of people retired there because they were getting kind of that age anyway, and then they shut down for forever. So, so anyways, but uh, now that they've kind of ramped up production again, we started seeing like they've got this in an alpine green, which I've got because uh, my motorcycle's green. And I needed that, and uh, and that was my first pair it's of. Like, it's more like the hat, right? Yeah, it's more like military olive green ish. Oh, okay. They're not quite olive green, but but kind of that. Okay. And um, uh, let's see what else they got. They got uh, the women's uh, mock and Iron Ranger comes in this thing called Mocha. Um. It's kind of a mm, cream, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe cream, almost fleshy colored, which, on the, again, on the shelf. Like a lot a of these boots. or something? Like a yeah, it's like, like I said, they call it mocha. Okay. So I don't know how else to describe it other than say it's kind of a, 
cream color, I guess. And it, again, it's one of the ones, as a new store owner, there were a lot of styles that I saw on the shelf that I thought, mm, not sure I'm crazy about that. And then you saw people wear them, and they look way better on than they look on the shelf. On the shelf. And the, that women's mocha, uh, they've got an Iron Ranger and a, or, and a mock toe. And they really look nice, uh, worn. Um, they've got an olive, so the rough out that I'm wearing, the women have a, a mock toe that's in like that, but it's like a slightly olive color. And again, it, it's actually a, it's actually a nice color sitting on the shelf, but it looks really sharp when it's on. Probably like your boot that you're wearing right now, but just with a hint of green. Just a it. hint of olive green in yeah, it. Yeah, which actually really, be really, really nice. nice. Yeah, um, yeah. They got uh, so there's a lot of stuff that's coming. Out. There's an Iron Ranger that's just come back. I guess they had it before. It's funny for me because I haven't been in the industry that long. A lot of the dealers that have been around saw these styles before, so I'll get. Um, the Red, Red Wing newsletter will come out and say, here's a bunch of new styles that are coming out. I'll be like, okay, that's cool. But if it's an old style that they're bringing back, there's no announcement. It just shows up on, like, when you're trying to reorder your so boots. You're, okay, so yeah. you're surprised by it, right? Yeah. So they have an Iron Ranger that has the the, the, the wedge sole. sole yeah. Okay. And, uh, and I looked at it, and I went, I'm not sure about that. And then we had, like, right away, we had, there's some guys out there that are just on the website every day. And as soon as they see a new color... They just flirt to it. So I had a guy call and he said, Hey, listen, I want to order one of those. Have you got the uh, amber, which is brown, amber iron ranger with the with the wedge sole on it? And I'm like, What are you talking about? And I went online and lo and behold, there it was. So we ordered them up there. Has Red Wing done much testing on running with the shoes? With the no, boots? not that I'm aware of. We do have a brand called Vasque. It's, so Irish Setter is a well-known brand in hunting space. Like Everybody knows who Irish Setter is. But nobody knows that Irish Setter is a Red Wing brand. So one of the things that... Was that by design? No. Or, no? No, I think... Uh, no, I think uh, in the U.S. in particular, people knew to go to Red Wing Shoes to get Irish Setters, um, but not so much in Canada. There's a, but we have a lot of guys that come in by CSA Boots. They're on opposite sides of the store. They'll cash out, and as they're walking out of the store, they'll go, You've got Irish Setter? Yeah. Right. So one of our marketing challenges that we've identified is, okay, we need to draw that connection for people uh, because it's there's a huge amount of demand for it. It's just people are driving to Toronto and coming to Cabela's or whatever. Um, but we have another brand called Vask, and they're a hiking and outdoors type uh, brand. Uh, so they got some really hardcore backpacking and hiking boots. Um, one of the more popular styles, the St. Elias, is getting a remodel over the winter, but it's been around for a long time. And uh, my buddy from Lethbridge, um, if you went to his Instagram page, you can see him. He wore them to to climb Kilimanjaro in the spring of this year. Wow. So they're like, it's funny because there's a lot of innovation and technology that goes into the Vast brand for hiking. And uh, and at this point, at this stage, it's mainly... People will come in and go, oh, that's pretty, and they'll buy it. <laughs> but there's no, there's no, yeah, there's no, or they're, you they're, they're, they're buying them to walk their dog, which is fine, but. You carry them at your store? Yeah. yeah. So we have a full selection. And again, there's a whole bunch of new. I don't think in. it's a waste if you're walking your dog with them, but. No, no, it's not a, it's not a waste. We have some, we have some like light hikers for sure. Yeah. But they'll see like, they like that color and they like whatever, and they'll buy that one. It's like, mm. Yeah, you could scale them out with that thing. Are those the three brands that are attached to, like, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's, yeah, it's Red Wing, Red Wing, well, Red Wing Heritage is Red Wing, but 
Baskin Irish Setter. Irish Setter and Baskin. Yep. And then um, kids footwear? or Only Vask. Vask has some kids hikers. Uh, I think mine and one other kid in Ontario has a pair right now. What's, but, the, what's uh, the trace person supposed to do if the son or daughter wants to come to the job site and get them in? Our kids are growing up faster and bigger. Sneaking past the Ministry of Labor, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know, know that they're supposed to be there to begin with. Oh, they could be there. Just, you know, <laughs> they got to look like little people or something like yeah. that. Uh, so yeah. I'll get them a hard hat and a pair of red wing. That's it. Yeah. Just lots of socks. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah, we're really excited. I think we're uh, next year will be a big opportunity in the hunt space. Now so, that the word is getting out, right? Yeah. The hunters are starting to wander by, and then their three buddies coming the next week, and, and that sort of thing. So we've gotten same with the work boots. You'll get a guy from Hydro One come in and buy a pair of work boots, and then two days later, four of his buddies will come in, sort of thing. So word gets out. The big challenge is just people shifting their paradigm to realize that there are stores that you can get them. So they're looking for the store instead of the boot. Because I mean, a lot of it has to do. You said it earlier, where not every style is going to fit your foot the same size that you would find perfectly for one yeah so you're finding your perfect work boot it might not be the same size for your comfort boot right yeah, at exactly. that point right for so sure. that'll be i i totally understand that laces yeah they last so, as long as they last so I mean, this is, yeah this is a so they call what's on most of these boots they call iron laces and they we give away free laces so you break a lace you just come back we give you another lace that's uh, nice we don't give away very many like it's not common in fact when people bring their boots for reconditioning, I'll frequently put new laces in. Anyway. But I don't really have to. There's nothing wrong with the old laces. It's just a, you know, just kind of a goodwill thing. Um, but we were talking earlier about how much we've learned about the trades. Um, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, we've had a rash of welders coming in. Like, all of a sudden, every on, other person... On the laces in. problem or on boots? No, no, just, I mean... You know, we had, like, Hydro One right away. They, you know, right as soon as we opened, we got a whole bunch of Hydro One guys. Uh, then there was, like, a period of about three weeks where all of a sudden, I don't know if they were being recalled to the job site or what the deal was, but all of a sudden we got, like, a whole bunch of oil patch guys in a span of three weeks. Well, just in the last two or three weeks, we just keep getting welders, like, constantly getting welders. And uh, one of the things that I did never occurred to me was until now was that the welders want leather laces because they burn their laces they also want um and this is something that i never paid attention to like on the super sole they have it's a full leather tongue whereas most of them and actually i've never even really inspected them but like on the wing shooter for example it's a leather tongue with a waterproof membrane well the welders don't want the waterproof membrane because it gets burned mm. right and then it burns through, and then they get yep. whatever, right? So, yeah, I had somebody come in the other day and say, hey, listen, I, uh, I'm looking for a welding boot, blah, 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 and it's got to have a full leather tongue. And I was like, oh, what? So so now I'm know. running around my store going, yeah, which ones know. have a full leather tongue? I've never thought to look. And then they wanted to buy leather laces to go with them. So, Make so it now I longer. loaded up on some leather laces because it's like, oh, okay, well, this is not just a fashion thing. It's a... A oh, it's a practical, it's functional. Yeah, it's a practical thing. The reconditioning, you guys, that's free? It's free. It's free as well, too. Yeah, yeah. So you're wearing your boots, you're enjoying them, you're comfortable, you're not having foot problems, you're not having knee problems, back problems, any kind of problems. And and then when they're getting a little tattered and whatever, you bring them in. And yeah, bring them in, we'll, we'll uh, clean them up. A little slip and shine, and that's it, done. some uh, mink oil or leather cream or whatever 
Red Wing recommends for that leather. Do we wait? Uh, or no? I've, a couple times I've done it while people have waited, but okay. they really, I like we like to wash them with the foam cleaner, let them dry, then put them in coil on or whatever, let it dry, and then we put the leather. So See, it's kind of an back. overnight thing. Buy two pairs, so then you can have the other and one. Listen, work. I'm down with anybody who wants to buy two. It just kind of makes sense once you find your right pair and you buy two. Buy the one, enjoy it. Yeah get past that first month or whatever and then now you're enjoying it buy a second one right away and then when you need to bring the first one in for reconditioning then right. wear the second one keep yeah, on doing that, makes that. Sense to me in my opinion it it'll last sense longer to rsp just saying it makes <laughs> sense to me anything else you want to share cliff there i mean there's quite a gambit but i mean i guess the best thing to do is walk into your store yeah or go online first find out what you are interested in and yeah. then you're carrying all the styles right or just some about so I think we have everything but one style of CSA. There's a there's a style called king toe that's for people with, I call them duck feet and heels <laughs> and wide toes and they need extra space in the toe box. So uh, so uh, and there's an insulated version and I haven't brought it in yet because I wasn't I, again I wasn't convinced. We How were quickly risk. can you get them if you need to get them? If, if you abs- so the dealer network is pretty close in Canada. Uh, if you're desperate to get something fast, then you can put the bat signal out to the messenger group that we have, and somebody will ship you a pair, and it'll take two days. Oh, if you fast. can wait, then we place our orders every Monday, and a week and a half later, they're usually on the ship. Like we've got them in stock, and it's a bit of a learning curve for us because we're in a new market, so we've got a lot of shoes that nobody's interested in. We've got we didn't have enough shoes of the people, you know. So we've we've kind of worked out what's selling in that market. And um, and there's a couple of, uh, I think the VASC, once it catches on, is going to be a big seller for us. I know that as soon as people start associating Red Wing and Irish Setter, we're going to sell a lot of hunting yeah, boots. people are going to start realizing that. Um, but uh, And we've also got a business-to-business portal, so I guess that's probably worth mentioning before, we, um, before we're done, is uh, the end of this month we're, we've got a business-to-business um, portal coming wherein a company can give us an employee list with their work boot anniversary and their allowance. And if they like a list of their approved boots and then Bob comes in to get his boots, he pays his portion of the boot. We take whatever is uh, covered by the company and we just invoice the company at the end of the month. And that means that the, the employee doesn't have to walk around with a receipt. He doesn't have to submit the receipt. HR person or the safety manager or whoever doesn't things. have to like yeah. submit it for an expense. They just AP can just pay the expense sort of thing and uh, on terms. And, um, and so that will make things a lot easier. And so we've been a little bit hesitant to go out into the market and start talking to like big companies about getting on board. Cause we knew that this was coming. We wanted to put our best foot forward. So we've been a little bit, you know, we've got some accounts, we've got some pretty um, high profile accounts now, but, once we've got that portal at the end of the month, we'll be going harder than the paint on going to the factories and the workshops and the trade associations and saying, okay, we've Makes got sense. this functionality now. It'll make life a Would lot easier. Would you be open to smaller, I guess, construction companies, maybe yeah. 20 employees or less yeah. kind of approaching you guys and going, listen, we want to outfit the whole crew. We want everybody yeah. to kind of look a certain 100%. way. We've you guys it. would totally be open to kind of negotiating with them and saying this is what we can offer you guys yeah we've got a, yeah. Few, a few of those already and uh and it's working out pretty well and uh we've even got um, one of the one of the owners um sons is is kind of doing a test run on a couple of different styles of boots because they they're 
they do like uh, it's like a, a company that employs a bunch of tradesmen for what and they assign them to jobs or whatever and so he's kind of supervising and he's testing a different a couple of different styles and seeing what works and then and then that will go on the recommended list for them they can buy whatever they want but he'll have a recommended list for his employees and i think they're 40 people or something like that wow yeah it kind of makes sense because now you can get literally boots on the ground testing and then you can take that feedback we've back. done that a couple of times we had the leather uh, we've got leather work gloves and um and we had an iron worker come in one day and say yeah i don't know i don't know if a whole how well it'll hold up, blah, blah, blah. So we took his name and number and threw him a pair of gloves and said, give us a call in a couple of weeks, tell us how it's working out. Because I'd like to be able to look people in the eye and, and say, tell them. they're good, they're bad, yeah. they'll last, they won't last, whatever, right? And he had a pretty, um, you know, hard work environment that, and he was going through gloves all the time. So so we got some feedback and now we know what to tell people. Accessory-wise, I mean, I know you mentioned the belt, the matching belt and gloves. What else do you guys carry? Uh, yeah, obviously yeah, the so socks. Then, yeah, so we got the socks. The socks is a big one. Uh, I think people, we have not been great at, because we're not salespeople really, but uh, that's we were asked the other day by Red Wing, we were doing well on accessory sales. Um, but if you could improve on one, what would it be? And I said, well, socks. Um, we do. A, we've been doing much better selling socks lately, but they're so good. I mean, it's again, it's almost as as much as insoles. They're so makes such a big difference. Like my, I used to have the Tommy Hilfiger's from Costco, and about a month ago, I tossed them all, and now I've got a now I've got a drawer full of work socks, <laughs> and all the cotton socks that we were shipped with our opening order, we're just basically going through them, and as soon as we're out, we'll never order them again. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a big one. Um. And then uh, we've got we've got work belts, which actually surprisingly are in demand. Yeah. But again, first few months that we were open, we didn't even really mention them. But when you mention them, a lot of guys walking around need new belts, and a good leather belt will last a long time. So yes. they're excited about that. Technically, uh, it should last your lifetime. Yeah. Unless your waistline changes over a certain period of time, that's a different story. Yeah, I'm a little bitter about the fact that it seems like all our belts either I'm fatter than I thought I was or the belts are, see, when my wife goes to the, the store, <laughs> I'm going to get myself in trouble. When my wife goes to the store, you see, you know, somebody who is clearly not a size five. Yeah. Comfortably in a size five dress. And you're like, hmm. Whereas it seems the opposite with our belts. Like, I'm a size 34. I can't get into anything shorter than a size 38 belt. <laughs> so it's like they're. A 34 belt won't fit you? No. It's not even, and so everybody, it's, not, it's, it's not, not, a, not just me. It's like every customer. It's not a I real. Say, it's not a real thirty. Yeah, go up to two sizes because <laughs> it's not going to fit you. But uh, yeah, but the, they're they're really good. They're full grain leather again, so they're they're fantastic. The belt I'm wearing, I've had for two years. I could almost just hang it back up on the shelf. And they match them to all the colors of the boots. Pretty close. All the heritage boots have something that's very close. Like wow. we've got a copper rough and tough belt. We've got an oro belt. We've got uh, like my shoes. There's a belt for that. Uh, there's a black belt. The only one that we really don't have, but we have something that's close. We actually have a bison hide belt. Hmm. That's uh, like the the briar oil slick color, which is like a maroon sort of color. Uh, it's actually a really nice belt. Um, and then we sell a lot like a lot of toques and caps and t-shirts like so just a lot see, of everybody wants it everybody and strangely enough that's the most popular color like the green one yeah totally i'm shocked I why guess it's a bass pro thing it's a nice color well, i don't wear ball caps i like, don't wear them either but so the one i have is charcoal gray right and uh i'm pretty conservative generally so 
the green one, I was like, who would wear that? And then we can't keep them in stock. I ended up ordering like three boxes. Of them. Well, it's nice that it's not a trucker's cap. Like I'm not a fan of the straight brim. Oh, I just don't. I've never. Been, I know that all the cool kids wear those. That's what they do, and they keep the sticker on it as well, which I I, that doesn't make any never sense. Cool kid. I've got a cap that's probably about thirty years old, and it's all weathered and worn out. And yeah. I'm like, this is what I like. I sometimes purposely throw the other caps. So even the, the construction life cap that I have, I throw it into the wash. I can keep on wearing it out. Actually, the <laughs> I lied. Socks is not the worst. The worst accessory, or the, the the accessory that we have sold the fewest of, is we actually have fire retardant long underwear, and I'm like, Red Wing makes fire retardant. Yeah, and it's like, how does that come up in a conversation? So, are you concerned about burning your ass? Because <laughs> if you are, <laughs> you're real. <laughs> Shorts, like boxer briefs, or no, they're full length long underwear, and the top like a top and. Yeah, and you guys don't sell much of it because they probably don't know that you guys have it. I don't know how to sell it. I should probably ask Red Wing. Like, how does that come up in conversation? Uh, like, well, you know what? Certain electricians, right? We did have uh, a welder. I think it was a welder. I would say mentioned welders. it in conversation. I yeah. haven't tried to sell them anything, but they mentioned that they need fire retardant, like something. I can't remember, and it occurred to me. Well, maybe that's the. But end. there's there's an expiration date on the fire retardant stuff, right? So that's yeah. But it's, it's interesting that, you, that they make a decoration in my store out. for a while. Really? Yeah. Probably. I don't and think we sold one one set, but I mean, you're not digitally scanning. Your viewers are looking one. for fire retardant long underwear. Then they have it. Right? I'm here. <laughs> we got it. We got you covered. <laughs> What's the retail for? I haven't sold enough to even be able to, to tell you. To pay hundred. Memory serves. It was like. For a full set, I feel like it was close to 200 bucks. Yeah, I believe it. I totally believe it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's. I think we've covered it quite a bit. Yeah. I think that's... My voice is getting sore. So. No, no, it's all good, right? So if anybody wants to reach out or they're in the, your neck of the woods or they can actually email you and just say if they're going to be in your neck of the woods. Yeah, for sure. Then they could definitely walk in, get digitally scanned, and then find out exactly what pair they should be looking at, what size, yep. style. Yep. That'll work for them. And what trade. And obviously, anybody who's listening, tell them what trade you work. Yeah, and it's, and it's worth mentioning they are growing the brand in the province. There's currently a, a store in Mississauga. There's a store in Kitchener. Um, early in the spring, they'll be building one in South Milton. Um, we're trying to get one built in Windsor. About a quarter of our sales probably come from Windsor and Sarnia. Like drive all the way to London to, to buy the brand. There's no point in putting one in Toronto. Oh, yeah. There's no point. Oh, yeah, sure. Would there be a point? Oh, yeah. Where would you put it in Toronto? Well, right now is. Or last I checked, there was uh, North York, Etobicoke, uh, uh, Markham, Pickering. There's a, I believe that there's a plan to have one in the fall in Barrie. Like, they have some ambitious plans around Ontario. It's an untapped market, entirely untapped. Totally and untapped market. The brand, the brand is huge. I got to do the 10 questions with you. Sure. Uh, Cliff Spooner's here, Red Wing Shoes. The website, his website is www.stores.redwingshoes.com forward slash London hyphen O-N. His email at the store is rwss495 at redwingshoes.com. And on Instagram, it's uh, rwss London. And on Facebook, it's Red Wing Shoes London. But also, you can also reach out Red Wing at www.redwingshoes.com. Com. Ready? Yeah. What everyday sound brings you joy? My kids' voices. What's your favorite beverage? 
Probably uh, Macallan 15 Solera Scotch. Least favorite tool? Least favorite tool. Interesting. Uh, now, tools, it doesn't have to be a tool tool. Someone recently said the PM. So No, I'm probably going to say... Oh, God, I don't know. Okay, the uh, I don't even know what you call it, but the thing that I put the safety wire on my dirt bike parts. It's like a pair of pliers with a... Yeah, I don't even know what you call it, but that thing is a pain in the ass to use. <laughs> what turns you on creatively? Um, I like uh, wildlife photography. What word or concept do you find overused these days? Word or concept? Uh, what not? What not? Yeah. This or, uh, you know, uh, offensive schemes or what not. Mm, you know, in that kind yeah, of context, yeah. yeah. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. What's your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? Anything in the world. Um, I don't know if it counts as a vehicle. I guess airplanes. I'm a pilot, so... Yeah. If you move from point A to B, that's a vehicle. Yeah. Okay. Pilot, right. Airplanes. Airplanes. Uh, what do you miss from your childhood? Football. If you could master a skill outside of your own expertise, what would it be? Guitar. Guitar. Do you play at all? A little bit. I'm terrible. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? The cheerleaders are over there. <laughs> Cliff, man, thanks so much for being on the show and, and, and shedding some light on Red Wing Shoes. Thank you very much for having I'm me. So I appreciate glad you, uh, This is funny how it all worked out. I got I got to give a shout out to Roger. Yeah, totally, sure. Roger Lawson from Techno Metal Post. He's the one that kind of just planted this, and then we got talking through Rebecca yourself, and here you are on the show. And uh, we'll see what we can do for me. All right, perfect. Awesome. Thank you very so, much. We're out of here. It.